Hi, this is Coach Colette, host of the Start Within podcast, and welcome back to another episode of Financial Fridays. I thought that I would continue our focus on National Black Business Month and share some more data on the state of black entrepreneurship here in the U.S. And this information comes from a UNLV political science professor and recent Congressional Black Caucus Foundation senior research fellow named Tiffiani Howard. And I think it's important for us to fully understand more of the landscape of black entrepreneurship here in the U.S. So according to the survey of business owners, the existing number of Black-owned businesses have created over 1 million jobs and generated over $165 billion in revenue. And that's an astounding figure, and it was really exciting for me to see that as a Black entrepreneur. You may also be curious to know that the median net worth for Black business owners is 12 times higher than black non-business owners. So it shows that entrepreneurship can really pay off. Blacks have a long, rich history of entrepreneurship. Within two decades of the abolition of slavery, blacks had established several thousand successful businesses that thrived in primarily black communities For example, there was the Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yet black business ownership began to steadily decline beginning in the early 1940s. And you can start thinking of systemic oppression, racism, and Jim Crow laws that had impact on black business ownership. And this ownership remained stagnant for several decades before resurging again in the 1980s. And it has been on an upward trajectory ever since. Now there have been hurdles to black business owners growing and scaling their businesses. And a lot of that has centered around money. First, it's the ability to acquire the capital and credit necessary to start and grow a business, as well as the financial literacy to manage those finances. But this is an educational issue, so it is something that there is the possibility to correct by better understanding one's credit score, by understanding all of the various agencies that exist to support businesses, including the Small Business Administration, the Minority Business Development Agency, and all of the other different entities that exist that can help black business owners to grow and scale their businesses. In many ways, black entrepreneurs have been innovators in the use of technology and social media. Black entrepreneurs are increasingly leveraging crowdsourcing and equity crowdfunding platforms to get around those institutional obstacles to capital. And we have been great at leveraging social media 
to create extensive social capital networks that are vital to business creation and growth. And a new area I would say for me is learning about that black business owners, particularly those operated by millennials or younger, have begun to recognize the advantages of cryptocurrency. For example, by accepting Bitcoin, they are able to eliminate third-party intermediaries, credit card transaction costs, and decrease the transaction processing time so that their businesses can receive payment faster. So these were interesting facts for me to learn, and I hope that they were interesting for you to learn as well. Now, get ready and listen up to today's tip from Suki Singh. Hello, everyone. This is Suki Singh, a.k.a. Investing of the Investing Podcast with your weekly Financial Friday tip. I want to take a break from talking about finances and talk about yourself. Are you really taking care of yourself nowadays? The coronavirus spreading and becoming a epidemic, as we know, it's really important to take care of yourself and put yourself first. So that means, whatever that means for you, I think you should just go ahead and do it. With that said, that is your weekly Financial Friday tip, and I will speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Coach Colette, and this is the unplugged segment for this week. For me, this week has been a lot about and. It's the week in which we've had the historic moment of Senator Kamala Harris being nominated for vice president by Joe Biden the first black and South Asian American woman to receive this nomination. And it's also the week in which we are recognizing Black Women's Equal Pay Day, which marks the fact that black women on average earn just 62 cents to the dollar that an average white man in the U.S. would earn. It also means that it would take eight months and 13 days for an average black woman to earn the same as an average white man. And it's interesting to me that these two instances have happened during the same week. So often we spend a lot of time thinking about either or. And I think it's sometimes tough to hold and or duality or intersectionality in our minds all at the same time. And I've been feeling the feels since the nomination of Senator Harris. I have felt like the representation matters. The fact that there are and will be young black girls and young South Asian American girls and young girls of color in general, who will see this as a moment in time that can hopefully help them see that their own dreams are possible. As a Gen Xer, I didn't grow up with a lot of these images. 
what I realized is that unconsciously or unknown to me, that I have had to do what I call a lot of extrapolating in my life. And it seems so normal to me that I often don't recognize it. So when I'm watching a movie and it happens to be a romantic comedy, and regardless of the race of the main characters, although we know more often than not, it probably is two white actors, I extrapolate and I think, oh, well, what would I do if I was in that situation? By that, I mean that I am putting myself in that role or in that situation, even though the person on the screen may not look like me. And I realized over time that this is something that I've been doing my whole life and not really realizing it consciously. And so that's why I really feel like representation matters, because that means that some more girls won't have to do mental gymnastics in order to see the possibilities for their lives. I don't know, maybe that's a small thing, or maybe it's everything. Think about it. When you are thinking about your dreams, your visions, your goals, has it helped to see people that look like you in those roles? Does that help to motivate you to be able to strive a little harder, to dream a little bigger? I think it does. And that's why I think that this nomination is so crucial and so important. And I know that there have been lots of conversations about her record and where she will fall on various issues. And I've been kind of thinking, okay, I'll get there. Let me just bask a little bit in this afterglow of this black girl magic and South Asian girl magic. I don't know, maybe I just created a new hashtag. And let me live in that a little bit longer. And then when it comes to the Black Women's Equal Pay Day, it's something that as an entrepreneur, it impacts me a little bit differently. So we're looking at the less than 1% of Black female entrepreneurs who have received VC funding. So it's not just in the traditional workplace that black women aren't getting paid. It's also in the entrepreneurial space. And that is definitely near and dear to my heart. So it's important that we recognize these disparities and recognize these inequities and inequalities so that we can be clear about what is going on. And being able to, again, hold both of these two days in our minds. To me, it shows how far we have come and at the same time, how far we still have to go. In some of the messages that I was sharing on social media, we talked about wage justice is racial justice. 
and wage justice is gender justice. And all of that together is social justice. So I am celebrating and I am also still pushing forward on the fight for equality and to eradicate social injustice, to eradicate racism, to eradicate systemic oppression, and to eradicate discrimination across all identities, across all beings. So that's a bit of my dichotomy, duality, and intersectionality unplugged. It's a little bit all over the place, but I'm a little bit all over the place this week. And unplugged is all about keeping it real. So take care, be well, and we'll be talking again soon. So what is your takeaway from this week's Financial Friday segment? What might you do differently around your money and your mindset? For more financial advice, you can check out Suki's podcast, Invest Sing, where I also share tips on his Wellness Wednesdays segment. If you enjoyed this episode and haven't already subscribed, you can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. You can also connect with me on Instagram at coach underscore Colette for more inspiration on personal growth and wellness. Tune in next Friday for another episode and get ready to start within to finish strong. Thank you.